Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 783 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. Happy Tuesday. Happy Transfer News and U.S. Open Chat Show Day. We got James Dean Raider, Ben Funky Askren, and our international correspondent coming at us live from Austin, Texas, John Kozak. Father John, as he's known around the office. Yep. Ben, what's up, man? How are things in Wisconsin? Uh, I'm just watching some of these Asian highlights. Things are good. I'm going to UWWs tomorrow. Should be a ton of good wrestling. I was actually just looking at the Matrix. Uh, you know, some of these brackets are enormous, enormous. But don't. Uh, there's 60 kilograms. 60 kilograms could have 89 dudes showed up. That was as of last night when I looked. Oh, but these brackets are so big. We got too many upperweights. Listen to this. U20 freestyle. You ready to listen to this, Christian? I'm I'm listening. In descending order, amount of participants. 57, 68, 86, 76, 77, 61, 60. You're like, wow, these brackets are huge. The last three weights, 24, 9, 9, 9, 32. Take that damn weight class out. 9? Which wait nine? They got eighty in some of them. Some of them got eighties. A cadets lot of them got seventy. They got nine. Cadets are U twenties. That's U twenties. Ninety seven. Holy Ninety seven. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. Too many. A lot of small guys. Not enough big guys. Too many big weight classes. That's but these brackets times. are deep. Um, man, the the middle of that cadet weight range is seventy six guys, eighty nine. 80, 83. These brackets are going to be so ridiculously good. So good. I mean, 50. I, I was looking at cadets yesterday, and 55 is absolutely insane. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's going to be the, uh, in a lot of ways, the, the age level is going to, I think c- cadets are, are going to steal uh, the show and conversation for, for the weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, cadets and juniors are way more interesting than seniors this weekend. The senior weight classes are. There's some good ones. There's some good ones. A couple. But juniors and cadets are are fire. I was actually wondering, and uh, we could do the flow quant division. Mm -hmm. Um, I know sometimes at like Super 32, you look at a weight class and you're like, oh, there's 13 ranked dudes here, right? So every weight class on flow has 20 ranked high school wrestlers. And so, wow, they have 13 of the 20, which means at least five won't place. I'm very curious. What is the weight class of any weight class? in high school competition with the most high school ranked dudes. And I got to assume it's going to be one of these UWW to cat brackets because so, for example, um, your 60 kilogram bracket, um, you know, you could have 126s in there. You could have 132s. You might even have some 138s. So you're mm-hmm. going to get like a conglomeration of talent that you uh, maybe would not see other places. So you're saying at 60s, just seeing... Well, I don't actually understand your point here. What are you saying? I'm saying, okay, I'm saying, uh, obviously, Super 32, the high school rankings match up to the actual weight classes. Yes. So you're not likely to see a whole bunch of people from different weight classes converge on a singular weight class, mm-hmm. right? So if there's 13 of the 20 guys who are ranked at 132, that's that's really good, but you're not probably not going to have a whole bunch of 138s coming down there. Right. Right? So if you do total amount of flow-ranked wrestlers in a singular weight class – at a singular event, UWW cadets would be the one that's most likely because you're going to have people from multiple weight classes all wrestling one weight class because there's not there's not as many. You guys realize it goes 121, 132, 143, 156, 176. 
Gotcha. So there's way okay. less than normal. So that will then force all these competitors to other weight classes. Yeah, that's true in some of the weights, but because of the the age um, cutoff, yeah, some of them are younger. So you you do have some guys who are super high level and would be ranked, but they're still just going into ninth grade. Um, yeah, so yeah. That's, that's the other part of it, though, is you have some guys that aren't ranked. So like in 60, I think there's seven of the top 20, and then 55, okay. there's eight. Um, in the top 20. That's it? That's it? Really? But then you have, you got a bunch of guys that are like right on the fringe. And yeah. then uh, you got some really good eighth graders coming in. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I was are, thinking, obviously I was thinking like those, those like one tens, you're probably gonna have more maybe eighth grade or types. But then once you get up to say like 132, 143, 156, like, man, if you're an eighth grader, you're gonna have a hard time competing at some of those weight classes. Yeah. Um, I see what you're saying. 176 yeah. is going to be freaking really good. Wow, those guys are in the rankings already. Who are um, – how many guys are you guys sending? Uh, I don't even have a total number. Uh, quite, quite a few, probably 10, 10 to 15-ish. And then obviously a lot of our guys who are at – are they're already wrestling in colleges, but they rest, they're alumni. So, you know, we'll be kind of watching and helping with them too. Gotcha. So some yeah. transfer news over the yeah. weekend. We'll, we'll talk plenty about the Open. Um, Michael Beard, they news dumped us. We had a couple of news dumps. Michael Beard yeah, goes did. in the portal. And it, it was you guys said funny. it wouldn't happen. It happened. Well, I don't think I definitively said it wouldn't happen then. But well, I don't know. We got. We might have the tape. You never know. Well, please pull it. Please pull the tape because I never said it won't uh, happen. I, I would agree but, with you. It was. It was unlikely to happen. Well, there was just a track record of a Penn State, yeah. you know, guys guys not leaving, right? Yes. And so mm -hmm. he didn't leave last year. But I guess it was one of those situations where, okay, I, I'm going to try to start. Now the guy's won a national title. Very unlikely yep. he's going to get in the lineup. So yep. that's that. So, But Beard, the questions for Beard is like, okay, everyone knows why he's leaving. It all makes sense. Uh, I, I doubt that it's a super hard feeling situation there. But where he ends up is what's most interesting. Where does he fit and who's got a real need? Um, yeah. And, and what makes sense for him, too? Because, you know, it's a Pennsylvania kid um, from the eastern part of the state, went to Malvern Prep. Would he go back closer to home, go to a Drexel or, or look at a Rutgers? Um, would he look at a Virginia Tech? You know, where are the places? You know, Northwestern was a place he originally committed, but they've got a pretty tough 197-pounder now. Um you know, I thought about Arizona State, right. but I they're think North, not, North, I mean, they're not beard level at that weight class. No, but but it's yeah. not not a huge, you know, wouldn't be a, yeah. a market market but, improvement. Yeah, to your point, um, you know, Ohio State, Iowa, Oklahoma State, um, they all have pretty good one ninety sevens. I think you know Michigan's the one where who are they going to wrestle at one ninety seven next year? Mm. Obviously, they had a really good year, so that would be and they're good academically. That one might make sense. Yeah, Michigan is one I actually, for whatever reason, didn't even think about. But that would make a ton of sense if he went there. Because um, yeah, after Brucky, who 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 is even slated to take the take that spot? Yeah, I, I, I don't know who they have coming in there, and then surely no one that's that, that great. So yeah, I think that would make a lot of sense. I, and I think you know, like you said, something moving back closer to where he grew up would make sense also. Taylor Lamont also in the portal, graduate transfer, twenty five. I, I I would assume he wants to go twenty five again. Could go thirty three. He has 
you know, 33 before, but uh, one-year guy, 25-pounder. Yeah. Um, hmm. Any idea where he could potentially end up? Because I none. have no idea on that one. No idea. Like, none. Dang. Uh, no, no clue where he where he would look. If Malik doesn't come back, Ohio State might be in need of a one twenty five. They got wait, the wait, they got wait, the connect. Why would Malik come back? He's used four years. I, I don't know. Maybe he's ready to move on. Okay. All right. Uh, Fair enough. He uh, they they got they already have one transfer from. They love these Wolverines. Yeah. He could train <laughs> Greco there with the Coons. Oh my oh. gosh. Wow, (laughs) it's starting to make more sense. I just don't know, man. If Malik wants to come back and they bring in uh, Taylor Lamont, that's just, ouch. I'm not saying I would blame them because Malik's had ample opportunity to get it done and just hasn't been able to at NCAAs. And if Ohio State's going to make a push, then you you need someone like, you need someone a little more viable at 125. And I don't feel like, uh, and Maybe you can roast me on this one. I don't feel like Lamont's that much of an upgrade. No, I mean he's a little better, but not like wow better. It's kind of it's it's very reminiscent, except uh, um, you know this guy wasn't the uh, the champion for for like Gaston Gary was, but it's like yeah, it's like you could talk to yourself on paper. Orndorff's better than Gaston Gary, but is he really that much better? Um, well, I think what did they? Uh, I think Traub made it farther this year, correct? Uh they might have both been around the Same 12 round. guys, but yeah, Traub, yeah. they did. They definitely, yeah. Traub did not, uh, or Orndorff did not make it further than Gas Tank Gary. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if they would. Um, I don't know what other tw- big programs need a 25 at this point in time. Um, other than, well, Michigan's got Medley, so they don't. They don't have a huge need there. They can't do that. They can't do that to Jack Medley. Hey, are we just is McHenry just done? Like he ain't wrestling no more, or like because I need I need some closure on this situation. I don't think closure is coming anytime soon. The guy's still on the team. I just he can't start. I don't think he can probably beat Medley but, yet. He obviously, can't beat Suriano. He's a twenty-five. He doesn't wrestle in anything. Well, wrestle, a lot of people don't wrestle. It's not as uh, popular with wrestlers these days. It used to be way more popular <laughs> for the wrestlers uh, to wrestle. Anymore, it's just it's very out of style. He's still got three years eligibility left. Yeah, so. he wrestled. He yeah, he beat one of the Coots last year. He wrestled in one tournament uh, last year, the Finley Open. It's a great open, and he won five five. He did. I mean, two of them were sudden victory, but he won uh, all of the matches five and zero. Oh. Yeah, and that that was it. So I don't know if we'll see him. Yeah, no no clue. Last year he okay. lo- lost to Moran and Heinzelman, but yeah, he's still on the team. I'm not All expecting right. anything, uh, unfortunately, at this point. Okay, it sure would be nice. He was he was a lot of fun. He's a guy who would definitely benefit from a 118 weight class for sure. Mm-hmm. But there's not enough of those guys probably. But yeah, Medley's back next year for Michigan. Garrett Ninehouse, that was a surprise uh, for me. Lamont, yeah. is, it's been a weird thing with Lamont. Like he would like he also graduated. He also graduated, and he also would just like randomly like I, I know he would just like not wrestle in a tournament because he didn't want to kind of deal. So it seemed like it wasn't all gravy there. Beard makes sense. Henson makes sense. Ninehouse, um, that one definitely surprised me that he was looking to leave. He still has 
what, three years three, left? Three years, yeah. He's three young. years to go. He'd been pretty solid for Purdue, and Purdue doesn't have someone, like, beating down his door, that, as far as I can tell, that's going to replace him. So he's just looking elsewhere. Yeah, and he you know, he had a big he had he beat Labs this year, so he had a couple big wins. Um, yeah, that'd be that'd be a solid pickup for someone. I don't know what the deal is at uh, Purdue. It seemed that he was happy, but I guess not. Yes, and then Wyatt Henson. The news came out he's going to Oklahoma, which I think on paper is a, so, sort of surprising just with the roster composition. They just got a transfer with Moshe Schwartz at one forty one, yeah. and. Um, I don't know if it's indicative of they're not maybe liking what they're seeing from Moshe or they just really want to have some depth there at 141. They've, you know, last year their their 41-49 ended up being not at all what we expected. We thought it was going to be Dom Demas and then Moore at 149, and then Demas goes up to 49. Then he ends up losing the spot to McDougald. And then 41, um, who is even their NCAA 141 this year? McDougal could kind of wrestle, though. He's good. McDougal is good. good. Jacob Butler. Yeah. Jacob Butler. Jacob Butler. Butler Jacob it. Butler, is a, he's all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, not to go back to Ninehouse, but I was I, – I knew he had the one lab win. I didn't realize how many good wins he had. I kind of looked through his wrestle stat, and I was like, wow. He's he very roller coastery. Yeah. Yes. Six, six or seven, like, NCAA qualifier good wins. So that would be a nice pickup for somebody. He and not only is he up and down, it's like like win three in a row, literally lose three in a row, yes. then win, lose, yeah. win, lose, win, win, lose, win, win, lose. Yeah, because uh, three in a row, he beat uh, Mason Kaufman, Aishins, and Mantanona back to back to back, and that, this, the, you know those three were NCAA qualifiers. And yeah, then to your point, Hayden Hastings, Ethan Smith, Troy Fisher, none of which are that bad, but then lose three in a row. Yeah, he beats Mc, uh, Jimenez, Shannon McNally, then he loses to Nick South, Bailey O'Reilly, and Dom Solis. And Troy Fisher. Yeah. Um, Troy Fisher ended up being a NCAA qualifier. He was a qualifier right? after what, 0 and 11 or something? <laughs> 1 in 10. Something. I think he was 1 in 10 last year. Something crazy. 1 in 10. And then, you know, uh, th that really should have been. Uh, yeah. But Ninehouse still qualified. He beat uh, Mickey O'Malley, then lost to Labs and Smith. So that's actually a pretty tough draw at NCAAs. But he didn't do himself any favor in the seating after. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a very quality pickup. Curious who gets in on the the nine house sweepstakes. But yeah, lots of uh, lots of good guys going in the portal late. And as uh, as I mentioned, the one show like May, I think it's first is like kind of one of the a, sort of a cutoff period for going in the portal. And then it gets a little more difficult to go in there. So um, we may see another. Well, late well, so push. why does it get more difficult? What's, what's the ruling on that? You need a special, like I don't know, dispensation or something to dispensation. To that yeah. what is what does this mean? This is a big word. Dispen to to dispense. No, just to like dispense a, of allowance. transfer portal acceptance. Yeah, um, allowance exemption from a rule or usual requirement. Oh, okay, all right. So when does that dispensation then go away and people can just enter the portal whenever they want again? That's a good question. I don't know. It may it may correlate with the with the semester breaks okay so I don't know, maybe by the fall semester you can you can freely transfer again mm. so yeah right. we'll see what what picks up with the portal um, but that's what's happening so far any other thoughts on the portal before we move on uh portal power uh i uh, i think it's i think it's fun i like it 
I love that we get to see who's who's looking other places. Uh, and maybe that's just me as a uh, me as a person of the media. Wow. Person of the media. Ben Askren. Person of the media. Put that in the lower third. I will Tyler. not call myself the journalist. Yeah. Nor those, I. I don't know about those people. Yeah. Ben, ESPN, uh, speaking of Porto, released a uh, some NCAA numbers yesterday. And only 54% of FBS players who entered the portal across like all sports went to a new school. I believe that was scholarship really? athletes, then went to another school on financial aid. Wow. Another scholarship. For another uh, scholarship. So people just want to check it out or they just want to be in there for the, because that's what the cool kids do? Or what, what are we thinking here? I think. Uh, because my guess is, well, one, football has like 85 full rides. So I think you can yep. go in the mm -hmm. portal. And if you I think probably the guys that do it and stay are guys that know they're good enough that they're, the coaches are not going to cut their scholarship, right? Because that's that's yeah. one mm -hmm. potential ramification of going in the portal. And I think they're probably just test, really just testing the waters. They're like, okay, what kind of interest do I get from other schools? And if the interest doesn't make sense or they don't think they can capitalize – NIL as well, then they'll just stay. That's my guess on what's happening. Yeah. Men's basketball yeah. had the highest percentage of student athletes in the portal with 31% of its athletes in the year 2021. That is insane. Uh, total athletes? Total athletes, yep. Yeah. 31%. 1,692 of its athletes entered the portal in the year 2021. That would be like, We'll just say average wrestling roster of 30, which is a pretty good guess. That will be like 10 dudes on each team in the portal. That's yeah. freaking almost a third of the entire wild. How would you even have practice? You're like, you 10 are like trying to leave. I don't know if I want to practice with you because you're out of here. Yeah. On every team. That's crazy. And I, I don't really call follow college basketball that closely, but Jay Wright is like a kind of a legendary coach and he's already – He's reti retiring somewhat prematurely. I think his team was in the Final Four this year. And I kind of wonder, with these coaches leaving, and they're just like, man, this is not fun. <laughs> it's like it's hard enough with the one-and-dones because, like, guys will just come to college for a year. Now they're just all leaving, and I don't know. It's got to be a pain in the, um, in the what is do we, do we have wrestling's percentage? Because I'm sure it's it's really uh, almost insignificant compared to the 31%. I'm sure you like could three find it. This ESPN article did not okay. list it. Got it. You could just literally get in the portal and, well, yeah. Well, this was over the course of 12 months that they, like, tracked it. Yeah. Got it. But that's that's sortable. Someone, someone could do that in the portal. And figure it's it out. funny. In the research NSAE conducted, it shows that only 59% of scholarship FBS football players oh, who entered their name in the transfer portal transferred to another school and received scholarship at the next destination. Right. Hmm. Among wow. those scholarship players who entered the portal, 33% still remain active and 8% transferred without athletic aid. They're just like, I'll leave. Get me out of here. So I was, I looked at uh, your transfer tracker between the off-season one and the in-season one, and you had 140 wrestlers in there. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a good amount. What is that? Kind of a lot. Yeah. Seven, how many teams? 70 was... 70 times by probably 30 ish per I think it's 75 but we'll say we'll say 2200 kids 140 yes yeah, so it's by 10% would be 220 so 110 is five percent um so maybe like six seven percent yeah right right at six 
six and a half, seven percent. So mm-hmm. that's probably that sounds about right, right? Mm-hmm. I like uh, that. Yeah, sounds about right. Okay, let's get to Asians. Um, let's go to Asia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that sounded so funny. <laughs> you should never mind. All right, Kozak. You're canceled. I, I already know what you're gonna say next. You're out of here, Christian. Cancel his Christian. ass. No, you can't. No, free free speech. No, I didn't even say anything. <laughs> The Asian Championships. Austin, Texas, now the center of free speech. Is it? Because Absolutely. our boy Elon just bought Twitter. Elon oh, bought he Twitter. Did, he, did. Mm-hmm. he just said, here's $44 billion. Can I have it, please? The free speech reign. Yeah, that's going to be... I don't... Yeah, I'm curious. As a much less active Twitter user, uh, I don't care quite as much, but... I don't think it's that much will change. News. You know what I am excited for? What? what? Trump's first tweet back. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> Do you think hey, he's Christian, coming back... How- that's what I'm not looking forward to. I, How I'm, many burner accounts do you have on Twitter, though, Christian? I don't have any. <laughs> None? You know what? I, uh, <laughs> I'll tell a story, though. One time we uh, – I won't even say who. I won't even implicate. Uh, we thought, oh, it would be fun. We should, we should have a burner account. Because, like, there's like, some stuff we can't say. And we literally – we made it. And then, like, within – an hour, we're like, oh my gosh, we should not do this. We're going to get fired. This is so bad. This is so stupid. And then we like immediately <laughs> like chickened out. Um, so yeah, it's a, uh, you know, every, you, Kevin Durant, he, he got, he got caught with the burner. It's, it's a, it's Wait, a Wait, Kevin Durant game. had a burner account? Oh my gosh, Ben. Yes. Wake up. He had, he got busted with it like multiple times. To, guys, listen, I try, I've tried telling Christian, I've tried telling you this 50 times. I do not pay any attention to anything. Fighting, wrestling, crypto. If it's outside that, I probably don't know much about it. Well, yeah, so Kevin Durant's been caught, like, on burner. At, not being on his burner account, commenting as though he's not Kevin Durant multiple yes. times. What, he doesn't so do like, anymore now. He just uses his own account. players or something? No, he, like, basically defends himself, and then, like, he'll, like, talk trash on, like, Russell, his former teammate Russell Westbrook or whatever. Um, Bro, how embarrassing is that that you're that rich and that famous and you feel the need to create a burner account to defend yourself? That's so freaking pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. Which he doesn't do anymore. Now he just uses his main account to do yeah, it. Yeah, he does. Which is kind of funny. <laughs> this is hilarious. Relax, big dog. You're okay. Kevin Durant. There's no relax channel. No relax when I'm on Twitter. I'm on 10 till the second I close the app. You relax. That's funny. Because, like, uh, now he just doesn't even try to do the burner thing. He just tweets whatever he thinks. Now huh. I have a lot of time to tweet because his team just got swept. Oh, man. Anyway. Dang. Um, that's hilarious that he got busted. Because, you know, Ali Abdelaziz gets busted, like, uh, tweeting from a bunch of fighters' accounts. And he'll, like, mm-hmm. forget to switch to the right one. Wow. Yeah. Genius. <laughs> Great guy. Okay. We going to Asia? Let's, let's go to Asia. Okay. We're on location. You're in Asia. Yep. What's up? I'm in Mongolia. Uh, Asian Live Championships for last week. Mongolia. Yep, big. I mean, the big stories. Uh, Asians isn't as 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 deep as a continent as uh, as Europe, but the big story is Iran. Uh, they swept, or they got six of ten golds, and they had their twos and threes there mostly. Um, so Iran, as a team, I think they are. If Russia stays banned, they're they're the team that can can contend with us um, at world. So Mohammedan was back. He was at um, Asians. He won. And then um, Amuzad at 65 for Iran, he beat Bajrang. So he's a guy to watch um, as well. Um, and then 
I don't know. Another... That's the guy that went crazy at Junior Worlds, too. What do you mean crazy? He was just, I forget, he's just, like, electric to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he, he just, won. like, locks up over-unders and just throws people to their back. Yeah. That was the 65, because I just watched that highlight, and a few of them, he did this thing that I get mad at, oh. at for some kids who maybe aren't as successful at my academy. They do this one thing all the time, and it drives me freaking crazy. Do you want to play it? And, and uh, He did. Well, he, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's like, it was in, it was, like, the third scoring sequence where the guy is down on his knees, and they're kind of over, and they let them come up just to try to throw them. It's like, no, they're on their knees. Just freaking hit a goal behind. It's so simple. I want to see it. Yeah, so Mike put the scoring um, sequence together. Let me see. I'll, I'll figure out exactly which one it was. He So Amuzad, he's, he's like the blue classic on, uh, Iranian style, gets that underhook, just pressures in really hard. So he scored 28 points and 20 with a right-handed underhook and 12 were from step-outs or cautions. He just kind of pressures in real hard. Pushing machine. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm trying to find it. Yeah, he's like a, a classic Iranian yeah. wrestler for sure. Him and Boshring's match was actually super boring because they just stayed it's over like 30, under for like 30, all of 30, it. It starts at 33. Yeah, it's, we're probably close to it here. It's got to be next then. Right here? Yep. Yeah, he could easily just hit a uh, – he let him up. He could easily hit a go behind there. And he's yeah, but I hit a go behind when you could throw him to his that back That looks way four. cooler. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no four-point uh, go behinds, man. I don't give a damn about Coward. Cool. I just want guys to win as many matches as possible. Listen, he's, he's up a- Pakistan. All the moves work against him. Yeah, exactly. That's why he <laughs> let him up. I'm, I'm probably against, you know, a Bajrang type. He's running behind. But he's like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to let this dude stand up so I can go. He, ha- he, he, he had a beautiful <laughs> outside step against Bajrang. I know. That really caught me by surprise. And pro- what, I apparently think Bajrang was a little rusty. He's like, this guy ain't going to shoot. Why yeah. was he rusty? Because wrestlers don't like wrestling. He's normally always in the streets. Yeah, he hasn't wrestled Bajrang. since yeah. Olympics, I think. Whoa. That, yeah. that will lead to some rust. Oh, no, he did. They had a uh, national tournament. He won that last month. That's training for Bajrang. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, Amuzad, he wrestled at um, Senior Worlds last year, but he was down at 61. And he he really gassed out hard um, in his second match at Worlds there. So he looks looks like he's got the... Uh, a little more pop. A little more pop up at 65. So he'll be a guy who can contend with the best um, at 65 for sure. But and but in my mind, this kind of sets up Iran versus versus USA for Worlds. I think it's really going to be, um, you know, us us against them, and it could really it could be really close. Sure. I don't I don't want to. Uh, I mean, we know what Iran has a history of, and maybe he went up a weight class, and there's probably a reason he got a little more pop. Well, he also was probably cutting way too much weight at 61. That's possible. Look at him. But, He's pretty big. And but let's not make. Let's not make like other things haven't happened previously. Yes, they definitely happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but every time a guy change, you can't just say that every time someone changes a weight. Now, um, I mean, how many Iranians have popped in the last decade? The numbers quite a lot, I believe. I mean, what five, what do you think is quite eight? a lot? Okay, five. Yeah, maybe. There's only twenty dudes on on the team. They don't wrestle women's. It's true. That is a good point. Yeah. Yeah, they like they like steroids. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. The other thing about Iran is the Asian games are this year and they put like a lot of weight into that tournament. And they're right they're either right before or right after world championships. So they're trying to figure out like who they should send to worlds and who they should send to the mm, Asian games. They won't do both. Um I mean they'd have to like 
literally go from like worlds to Asians. Uh, I don't think yeah. they're gonna do mm. both. So the way that Iran like they, the way Iran decides their team is they like invite three or four guys per weight class to like a training camp. And then they just do like a bunch of wrestle offs over and over again. Um, <laughs> and sometimes they'll until just keep they doing get it. the exact result until they, they want. Until they yes. get the result they, they want. So, like for Yazdani at 86, they'll say, like, all right, if Yazdani wins the first match, that's it. That's it. But if he loses, we'll make it a best of three series. <laughs> Imagine if we did that. For real, though. Yeah. It's like, wait, Dig lost. We're, we're running it back. Give him another shot. All right, three out of five, guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, hey, actually, someone was asking me about uh, someone said this in the comment and someone asked me about this. Um, and why did international wrestlers guess out so hard? Someone was one of my athletes who asked me about this last week. I, I don't have, really have a good answer for that, you know, because you would think by this point, um, they would have realized that that's a, um, a weakness or a vulnerability, and a lot of them would have fixed it. And there, I think there's probably less that guess out than say 10, 15 years ago, but. There are still a significant amount of inter- international wrestlers who just, I mean, our favorite of all time, Muscat, that literally just like look like they're going to fall over. Um, and I don't know how or why that they haven't addressed this problem. It's weird because it's not, it's, you know, we think about them, okay, yeah, the Americans gas them out. It, it happens against everyone. It's not just a yeah, yeah. limited to American, but yeah, we push the pace. No, they gas against everyone. Somebody asked, I think it was last week. Um, if Musa Kaev is the pound for pound greatest wrestler, if matches were 30 seconds or less, <laughs> 30 seconds, the question I, is maybe, or the answer is maybe he'd be good. I mean, 90 seconds. He's already the goat. Yeah. He's great. You can make it 30. I don't, yeah, I don't understand it. Um, yeah. I don't know if they just, I don't know. <laughs> do they all smoke or something? Yeah. <laughs> is it something like that? They smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Because it's think, not a hugely hard problem to figure out. I mean, just freaking wrestle hard for longer than six minutes multiple times. And, you know, you're going to obviously still still get tired in six minutes, but you're going to probably know how to deal with it. And you're going to not get as tired uh, if you train really hard. Did you ever have anyone on Missouri that was like, you saw them train and they train hard and they would still gas out? Oh, yeah. Uh, talk- I mean, okay. a guy, but I, a guy I worked hard with it, um, Nick Marable. Because it's anyone who's super fast twitch, right? He was, yeah. Nick Marable was super explosive. And so after Nick's, let's see. So he redshirted it and then he couldn't start because he was behind Matt Pell and I who took third and first. Um, and then the following year, uh, so going into the following year, that summer I took him with me to a bunch of camps and we built up one time a week because you don't need to do it every day. It was one time a week, we started at 30 minutes straight go and every week we'd go up by five minutes. I think we got to an hour, an hour and five minutes or something like that. Just so he he knew what it felt like and he was good with that, you know, because obviously if we wrestle for an hour. You're not you're going to feel tired in seven minutes, but you're not going to feel that tired. So you understand how to deal with it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a weird thing. Okay, let's continue. Bajrang's rusty. Higuchi's back. I don't know how long he was gone, but he's here. How long was he gone? That was my question. I well, haven't watched him in quite a bit. Well, no. Uh, he you lost remember he... um The 57. He went 57 last year. They were going to give him the spot. And then he went to the Olympic qualifier and he missed weight. And so then they opened it back up. And he lost to uh, Takahashi at 57. So then now he's back up at 61. Where he um, should be. 
where yeah he should be but he's only 26 so, which feels like he should be so much older yeah because because he made the olympic finals at t- like 20 mm-hmm. he yep. is so good um i i really want to see him versus uh well you don't think he's gonna start kozak the Higuchi hater yeah he lost he lost in december at one of their national tournaments so he'll he'll have to win the emperor's cup yeah yeah he'll have to win a wrestle off um this summer well, I believe so, in him. We'll see. I think he will win. I want to see him versus Dayton or whoever we send, and uh, really against Abiskazi of Russia, if Russia somehow finds their way into the World Championships, which right now looks like a long shot. But if they do, I want to see that match very badly. Do you think he just gets rolled up by uh, Abiskazi? No. Who, Higuchi? Yeah. Oh, no. I think he's right there. Right there. Yeah. I do, too. This is, I mean, this is a guy who beat Odaguru. At 65, uh, a couple years ago. So, like, Higuchi's been a guy who's been right there uh, at 57, 61, and 65, but has been caught behind guys kind of every year. Yeah, Japan really good in the lightweights. Wait, I I thought uh, Abiskazi was moving up to 65. So that was going to be my next question. Had we heard any confirmation on that happening? That's always just been said, eventually. Because obviously mm-hmm. he can't go 61 for Olympics. Uh, I don't know if that means this year or 2024 solely. So now that uh, the Russians can't wrestle in any UWW events, are they just wrestling each other? Yeah, they do like Dagestan versus Ossetia duels and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So then in a couple weeks, they're going to do a like professional tournament. Uh, it'll be 16-man brackets for all 10 weights, and winners will get uh a million rubles which is the equivalent of thirteen thousand dollars international athletes are allowed Dang, to participate value in their currency like a son of a gun give them dude some bitcoin or something <laughs> rubles they ain't worth nothing so they're doing that and then they're, they're still doing russian nationals in june i think it's a oh wow middle, middle of june also belarus will be at that yeah. cup. bitcoin not going the right way either ben no Jeez. we're just we're hanging in a steady sideways channel a steady sideways channel? Is that what you said? Steady sideways. Yeah, yeah. For like three months. Yeah, I mean, it's boring. I wish I was way richer too, but, you know. <laughs> sometimes you got to grind it out for a few months. All right. <laughs> oh. Every every time I zoom out more, it looks sadder. When will it look better for big What? So at the five-day, it looks out? bad. One month Listen, looks I was, bad. Six months I looks was... bad. Year to date, not great. Although slightly uh, up from the Christian low. Piles, you realize that for a good year and a half, it was like three, three to four thousand dollars. Zoom back to that. Yeah, that's you'd be a little happy. You go out a and year. Then, uh, it's down year over year. Okay, five yeah, years. There we go. Now we're looking good. Had to go. Now, out. if yeah, if you go back another few years, it's going to be between like a three and four hundred dollars. Okay. So go back that far. So, yeah, eventually, it looks good. Good job, Bitcoin. It's, up into the right. The ruble, on the other hand, ruble, yeah. not so good, amigo. Tough times for rubles, yeah. for all the ruble holders out there that listen to the show. Okay, other uh, storylines out of Asians. 57, Ravi Kumar. Are you high on this young man? Yeah, I mean, if you guys remember, he's the Olympic silver medalist <clears throat> from last year. He's he's a guy who um, sets, a, sets a really high pace. He's also really... He's really big for fifty seven so kilograms. Big. He looks bigger than Bajrang when they stand next to each other. Um but yeah, he's I don't I don't think him and Gilman have ever wrestled. So again, at this year's worlds, if Russia's not there, 
Robbie's kind of the guy um, who would be in front of or be in the way of Gilman, kind of going back to back. Um, but I actually I kind of like I like the way Gilman matches up with him because Gilman's not a guy who's going to get tired, and Gilman I think is a big fifty seven kg guy as well. Mm-hmm. So I think Gilman can kind of match his, his pace and maybe beat him on on some technique um, as well. But I, I think it would be a really entertaining match. I don't think it would be like a two to one style match i think it would be you know high high scoring to an extent um, yeah the indian guys um, go hard mm-hmm. that was i was just gonna say that christian speaking of cardio feels like in, india is one of the other countries that uses cardio as one of their weapons like all their dudes wrestle pretty hard mm-hmm. yeah. yeah would hope would like to see gilman versus uh ravi i guess there's no competition for ravi out of india but 57 will likely be have someone. I don't know who's going to come through and challenge Gilman, but he's going to have someone tough in, in Final X if he mm-hmm. accepts the spot, which he has not accepted at this point in time, right? Wait, what? Why not? He's going to oh. accept it. Okay. He's only got, I mean, what, two he's, weeks? We've got till May the 4th be with you. Yeah. So you got, you know, eight ish days. You know? I'm guessing he will accept. We think. Okay. Next up, let's move off of Asia. Let's get out of Asia. Not the best time to be in Asia. We got. We already hit on the. We got Jason Nolf entered. That was another news dump. He entered the the U.S. Open at mm-hmm. 74, where he earned the top seed. Seeds are out. Some some weights only had three seeds, like uh, 57. Is- Matt Ramos, Jacob and- Camacho, Joey Prada. And none of them were NCAA All-Americans this year. So, yes. Uh, this is not a good weight class. Uh, <laughs> yep. You that's in, But 61 is interesting. 61's all right. Graf, Nico, Gross, um, Josh Rod, DeShazer. Mm, Jesse Mendez. Jesse Mendez is in there. He's not seated. Yep. So he could be a real landmine at 61. Townsville's going to be at 57, too. Okay. And then um, 65's 70's got some fun ones for sure. Yeah. 70 will be huge, and really, 70s one where we'll, we'll learn a lot about who's going to take the spot based on how this goes. You know, there's only a few yeah. big contenders out, uh, that are not in the field, one being Ryan Deacon. But beyond that, reestablishing the pecking order here, which I think Pantelio is the rightful one seed and probably on paper the favorite to win this one. Uh, but it's going yeah. to be a good tournament. Austin uh, Gomez. 79 is the way that, that's good. probably the premier weight class of the tournament. It goes all even all the way down to the 18. This is Vincenzo Joseph, very good competitors all the way through one one through eight. Yeah, we got Ringer, Imar, Chance, Wick, Luhan, Mickey O'Malley, the sixth seed over Chin, over McFadden and Chenzo. Yeah, I, he beat McFadden. He beat Chinzo McFadden. At eight. At... I was very perplexed by that, but maybe it's because due to recent competitions Trials. or something to that effect. Because didn't – well, I know O'Malley's ahead of McFadden because he beat him. Mm-hmm. Um, He's beat him twice. Yes. Wow. His coach. And I'm not sure if McFadden has beat Vincenzo head-to-head, and that's how they got that. That's how I would – that's how I'd read it. Came to conclusion. I can't yeah. remember. Isaac Trumbull's the one seed, guys, at 92. Love Isaac He did Trumbull. an All-American. But, yeah. yeah, this is not this a, is... These, yeah these 92, 97, they should just do one of those, like, 
you know when some tournaments are, they show up and it's too small and they just combine <laughs> the weight classes? They should do this for 92 and 97. Yeah. These are not good weight classes. Just combine them USA Wrestling. It happens at some of Caleb's tournaments, you know? Just, yeah, yeah. we'll smash them together. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, and then Hayden Zilmer, the one seed uh, at at heavyweight. Mike Mock, the one seed at 97. So, yeah. Hayden Zilmer getting upset, baby. You see who's number eight? <laughs> American hero. Oh, boy. Yeah. He's got to take go. out David Tate Orndorff. Wait, didn't they wrestle it? Yeah, Orndorff won. <laughs> Orndorff beat. Nah, it's yeah. different style, though. Different style. Yeah. It's a new 23 world team member. Yes, he was. Oh, that is a that is a fact of life. I kind of like that second half of the uh, seeds at at uh, heavyweight with Christian Lance, Jordan Wood, Lucas Davison, Wyatt Hendrickson. I oh, think yeah. they could mm-hmm. they could make some noise here. They could party, but it just seems yeah. like Dom and Zilmer are just gonna be the guys there, right? Yeah, I don't I don't see them getting. It'd be pretty. Lucas Davison look. He's look. That's a good really point. good. He's look good. Junior World Silver. Sure. Dom Bradley mm-hmm. is ageless. He just feel like he's been wrestling forever. Yeah, forever. I mean, honestly, <laughs> yeah, we were on the same college team. He's been wrestling forever. <laughs> when you're a good heavyweight, you can you can have some longevity in this sport. Oh yeah, he certainly sure. has. All right, so that's yeah. The, I mean, you know, when when you remove the large incentive to wrestle at the U.S. Open. If you're qualified, there's not a lot of reason to wrestle at the U.S. Open, unfortunately. Especially, Christian, due to the fact that the trials are literally three weeks later. Mm-hmm. Like, that's such a small time window. Yeah, for for sure. So that's, that's why you get, you know, a weight where, an Olympic weight, a world weight, where you don't have a seeded wrestler that was an NCAA All-American. You have three seats, so... Yeah. That's what will happen when you remove the that incentive. How much better do you think junior? What way is it? Junior, is it junior fifty? No, seven. juniors are the same weights. How much better do you think junior fifty seven is than senior? Junior fifty seven is very interesting. I don't think it's. I don't know that I would say it's better. But like these, yeah. But, but like Richard really? Figueroa, Richard Figueroa, Robbie. I mean, it's probably Richie Figueroa, oh, Robbie better, Howard. Bro, come on, it's better. Give me the really? give me the entrance, JD. Come on, Richie. Richie Figs and Robbie Howard are probably gonna be the finals there. Who else? But give me more. Give me more. Well, I'm just telling you, those are the two. I think. But it's gonna go best. deep. It's we're gonna have like 10, 12, 14, It's more like interesting. Pretty damn good competitors. Yes, like, but it's like would that, those yeah. guys beat Jacob Camacho? Probably Bruce not. Bradley. Um, yeah, there's some good dudes there. All right, hold on. All right. What, are they? Do they, they see the Dean juniors, Peterson, correct? Robbie Howard, Joy Volk, Cooper Flynn, Spencer Moore, Nico Provo, Gary uh, Steen, yeah. Andre Gonzalez, Robbie Howard's in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is not. It's not better. It's good, but it's, I will not say it's better. Okay, fine. Also, the <laughs> you could say it's better. U twenties is in uh, World Team Trials either. Yeah, so it could get it could, could get, get spicier by come trials time. But still, it is crazy that uh, it is actually a conversation, Ben, which I guess is probably the broader point, that mm-hmm. a junior open weight is comparably tough to a senior open weight. Yeah. Not not good. Cadet 55 might be better. 
We might look. Listen, I certainly think we'll look back in like four or five years and be like, "Oh my gosh, look at these names." Oh yeah, cadets. That's well, cadets sure. U17s is for the world team as well. So mm-hmm. all the all the best guys are are coming out for that. Yeah, yeah. The mm-hmm. fifty five is so good. Fifty five. I mean, it's it's uh, what Mason and um, Mason Nate Jezaroga. Jezaroga, well, but but we there's got a, a question. Fifty one is the match I want to see between because we got a question about what. Uh, Cadet and junior matches are you looking forward to coming up? Uh, Bo Bassett versus Luke Lillardall. So we've never had that we could find an example of two returning cadet world medalists at the same weight class. Returning at the same weight. We, we couldn't in, find oh, it. In cadets, not because I'm sure at like juniors you've had some guys mm-hmm. do that. Cadet world medalists at a cadet weight the next year. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think we've seen it. And it had yeah, to happen. Probably not. Because it was either Jezaroga or Bassett. Yeah, he had to go in one of the weights. So yeah, Lilladal gonna be it's gonna be quite a cut for him. But yeah, we'll get to see him against Bo Bassett as Bo is now up at a you know, a tougher or a bigger weight class and probably gonna be tougher. A little more competitive yeah. for him. So that's an exciting one. I mean eighty, 80. is really tough too. Mm-hmm. These cadet mm-hmm. weights are insane. I think we had an article like over a hundred ranked guys between cadets and junior in Vegas this weekend. Wow. That's that's a lot. Triple digits. All right, let's get to some uh let's get to some questions. Um wait, trivia question for Ben. No cheating. Oh, I knew this answer. one. I looked at this last night. This is so easy. The two Missouri wrestlers are division one head coaches. Okay. Jeremy, right? What are they? You can you want to answer the other one or because it's a um, trivia for you. I know the answer. Oh. <laughs> Do you know John? Mm-mm. Huh. The second one is kind of tricky. Kind of tricky. Um, give me a hint, because I don't know. Uh, he didn't finish his career at Mizzou. I don't know. John Cerritos at Cal Poly. Oh yes. Yes, yeah. he went to university. He went to the University of Tennessee Chattanooga because uh, he couldn't start over Tyron or I. The question I don't know if it was actually mentioned was name. The two Missouri wrestlers who are current Division One head coaches. Yeah, yes. so Jeremy oh, Spades sorry. and John Cerritos. That was a little John bad right there. Really good job. John Cerritos is a Virginian. I should yeah. really have known that. Okay, we've got we got more voicemails, Ben. They you wow. asked and the people they answered. delivered. All right, let's go to it. Uh, it filled up over the weekend, so my apologies. This this voicemail does not take um much. To, to fill what, up, hey, what happened? Wait, 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 wait. What happened? Because we weren't getting any voicemails, and now you're getting so many that your voicemail box is filled up? Yeah, I don't know. I really do not know. What? People like okay. the voicemail. I wonder, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's been going on there. Let's go to the cow catcher question here, uh, Tyler. The, the, the call-in is 515-509-5071. It's also in the description of every episode, so if you, don't, you don't have to remember that. You can just look. Call toll free. That's right. Hello, this question is for Ben. I was wondering, Ben, how would you prevent me from pinning you in a cow catcher? I 110% believe I could, and it will happen one day. Thank you. Love the show. Okay. All right. So one time, one time, Coach Horton pinned me in that when I was probably like 18 or 19. And I just said, there's no way in hell I'm ever getting pinned in that move again. And I just never got pinned in it again. 
Really? So you meet this man? Yeah. Yeah, this guy. That could, that could he, be Bart he, Horton he, for he, all we know. This guy's a moron. <laughs> he ain't talked to me. <laughs> you have no idea who that was. We don't know his name. It could. I don't give a damn who it is. Bo Nickel ain't pinning me in that move, and he's probably as good as anyone is at it. You okay? What position would you have to start changing your your mind? Like what? How how deep would they have to get the the hold on? They're you? They're not pinning me. They're not doing it. <laughs> Could Mark Hall cement mixer you? Well, I was nineteen years old. I said no one's ever pinned me in that move again, and it didn't happen. Um, that was freaking two thousand and two or three or somewhere in there. Listen, this is I'm putting a bounty out. I'm putting the word out. AWA. <laughs> Some people are just gonna show up and try grabbing me. I'll give Listen, you fifty if bucks you're a bomb on off camera. The street, you don't get to wrestle me. I don't. What? Like this is like uh, when I was at Duke Rufus's gym. Um, Shout this out is one of the thoughts. reasons Pettis got hurt a lot because these dudes would just show up and they want to fight. And I'm like, "Listen, I don't get paid to fight in the gym. I don't know you. I don't know what. I ain't going with you. Like you're a bum off the street. I'm not going with you." Pettis would be like, "Hey, let's fight." Hey, he fight you for free because he thought it was fun. And then, like, he get hurt because, you know, they would do some, since it's a bum off the street, they do some wild shit, you know? You know, yeah. you don't know what they're going to do. Try all kinds of crazy stuff. Speaking people, I think people have done this with John Smith before, and he just beats the fire out of them. They'll, like, show up and they, they think they can beat, you know, these big, big country guys think they, you know, John's not the biggest guy in the world. And then he just murders them for, like, an hour. There's, like, tail, I haven't, I don't know if I've ever confirmed that, but I think. <laughs> no, I've heard stories. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, those stories are out there. For real, that's how you get hurt, though. Just going with these people off the street that you don't know what they're going to do. They're going to do some wild stuff. You don't know what kind of nonsense they're going to try. I remember. They tweak your ankle or something. I remember this exact thing happened. I was at a, a, a clinic in Virginia, and they got Henry Cejudo there, like, right after he won the Olympics. This was, like, 2008 okay. or nine. And there was this kid from Waynesboro who legit, he's like, at, it was like during the clinic, after the clinic, he's like, hey, man, I want you to wrestle me. Wrestle. Like he was challenging Henry. And Henry was like being nice. Like, no, man. Uh. And then like afterwards, he's like, those are the kind of dudes that are like, I saw it in his eyes. This kid was crazy. He's like, you don't know what someone like that's going to do. They dive in at your knee, get something weird. You yeah. can hurt yourself. He's like, I'm not, I'm not wrestling with someone like that. And the kid was like, no, this is about respect. <laughs> really <laughs> funny. Some high school kid like, man, he won the Olympics. He doesn't have to wrestle anyone ever yeah. again. And he basically It's nonsense. Him. There's tournaments. Yeah. And if you want to show up at the tournament, you might get the wrestle Henry Sudo. But the problem is, no offense, guys. You suck. You can't make the trials <laughs> finals and wrestle Henry Cejudo. I'm sorry. Now, oh if gosh. for some reason, Henry Cejudo type decides to wrestle in the U.S. Open and you're a roofer. <laughs> You might show up it at first try and get lucky enough to draw. I did this once or twice when I was in the open earlier, and I showed up. I'm like, this dude, they, they don't know how to wrestle. Like, why am I wrestling this person in a wrestling tournament? They don't know any moves. They got so the like, mat okay, flexes I'm, I'm, out the box on their yeah. on their feet. You can tell. For real. Brand new crispy I'm going to pin you flexes. nice and soft. I'm not going to be a dick. I'm just going to roll you over to your back and pin you. I don't know why you're at this tournament. Ben, I feel certain that at a certain point. Okay. If someone has the chin and arm and you're on your side. You're get you could get pinned at that point, right? Ah, listen, I made I made a decision when I was 19 years old that I'm not going to get pinned in that move anymore, and I haven't got pinned in the move in 20 years. <laughs> well, I think it's because you. Anytime someone challenges you, you just say I decline. I decline the challenge. No, I wrestled I wrestled all comers for a very long period of time, and I yeah, I still I still wrestle my uh, better kids at AWA. I mean, they're high school kids, so you know I, I roll them up pretty easy. Um, but I wrestled Keegan all last summer. 
uh, probably two, two or three times a week. I wrestled Parker in in April. But like, I think you don't teach that move to your guys, so it's a self prophecy. No, I do. Prophecy. No, that's a great move. Because no. listen, if you give me a chin and arm, I'm a. De- if you let me have it, you're dead. Like, could you, you pin I, yourself in a chin and arm? So, I'm, could so you pin yourself? <laughs> I'm so happy you guys if are you calling in a chin and myself, arm. Myself, if you can call myself and him put it on me, then you might have a chance. <laughs> Well, who, how do you, you don't know that we're not on that right now. The flow quant division has many divisions, <laughs> and one of them is a cloning division. Yeah, I figured I figured it out when I did jujitsu, and I figured how to do a one-arm guillotine and, and choke people unconscious because they don't know the refs don't suspect you can choke them out with one arm. Mm-hmm. So when I get that up there, they're gonna hold on for about four seconds. Then they're gonna realize, oh shit, if I don't roll over, I'm gonna pass out. And even in practice, I'll tell these kids like you need to roll over because you're going to pass out. And then they're like, okay, I'll just roll over and get pinned. Okay. Yeah. So we've got a question from Boondog from Costa Rica, which is the point <laughs> when I stopped reading. Because when it's Boondog from Costa Rica, I just We're I want to hear the rest. That's all I need to know. Boondog from Costa Rica has left a voicemail. That's good enough for me. Hey, this is Boondoggy from Costa Rica. Calling to ask you guys, what do you think about the difference between Spencer Lee's NCAA career, assuming he gets a fourth national title, compared to someone like Kyle Date in his four years? Because both of them are going to have some losses, but Kyle did it at four different weights. Just wanted to see how you would rank them in their careers if both of them ended up four-timers and both of them also had some losses along the way. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's really um, it's an interesting debate because they are a, m- a more similar comparison because they did take the, some losses earlier in their career and then their junior and senior years. Or at least for Spencer, he hasn't lost since his sophomore season, right? So pretty comparable. Spencer definitely the edge in dominance. Dake definitely the edge in quality opponents beaten, at least so far. Um, part of that because... You mentioned Dakes being able to, Ben brought this up last show, when you can change weights, you get the more opportunity to beat more really good guys, where Spencer's been at 125, where probably his best win will have been his freshman year when he beat Nick, right? Yeah. That's probably, although he did beat Nathan Tomasello yeah. as well. So he's got a couple, two national champion wins under his belt. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Who do, who do you like? This is a very tough comparison because it's it's a it's going to be a debate as we're stack well, ranking the four timers. I think it's about this point. Well, the, I mean, I, who are we comparing Kyle Dake with? La- oh, Yanni. Yanni. We were doing it last week, mm-hmm. and I I think it's relatively so. Yanni. So th- there's three three debate points there. Yanni was less losses. He only has one loss ever, and it was like in the match he was winning. Right. Yes. Now the Dake will be. He has the best wins, the biggest, the greatest opponents, but he did get to span over multiple classes. But going up and beating David Taylor is like ridiculous. And he has that point. Spencer will be the bonus points. He is one of the greatest bonus point wrestlers in NCAA history. And so you kind of will have to pick which one you value the most. Yeah, that's that is that's an interesting point. And if Yanni, let's say Yanni. Just doesn't even take that. He never wrestles Jaden Ironman. That match doesn't happen. How much more differently do we view him? Yeah, I think he's mm-hmm. just. I mean, I think I think even I with really that, don't. he has an argument like, being the second well, best. First, if he Wait, if happened? he went undefeated an entire career, yeah, he's yeah. Kale. 
I, he's not, first of all. Kale well, correct. Far, far more dominant. Two, I, it really doesn't change how I view Yanni. That he lo- okay, he lost a one time as a true freshman fluke match. I'm not like, okay, that, that moves him up or down a, 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 to a different You level. pick Dake. If Yanni goes four years undefeated national champ, do you put him above Dake? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. You don't well, know? Yanni, above him then. Yanni did it as a true freshman, torn ACL, like that whole oh thing. Doesn't yeah. lose a match. Come yeah. on. Yeah. That's true. He beat Dean Heil. Yeah. Oh, my Where gosh. Is, you know what? Hey, do we have Kale's? I'm trying to search Kale's bonus stats. Do we have those anywhere? So I feel like um, they were for nuts. Kale's era, his bonus stats were really good. But I feel like it, we have a new era of bonus stats where guys are, are bonusing at a significantly higher rate. I know they the were pin still rate pretty went good down, in, but I think the bonus total has went up. Um so uh, does this have? I, I just looked at this. His, article, his bonus rate was sky high. It was so. It, Kale's was yeah. He, even for today, he won the Hodge three times. I mean, I mean, I know that, but I remember. No, no, I don't think I've it was though. I think I think it, I think it was for that era. I think he was like better than anyone. But like when I I bonus ninety percent both years, no one was no one was close to me. And mm-hmm. now in my he almost era, he almost have, went a whole season. I think with almost one hundred percent bonus. His, his senior year, senior year, but not the other years. Total, so I, I, I would, vent, oh, here we go. What do we got there? Is that the answer? Where are you looking? Yes. So, so I would guess his total was like, uh, and I, I could be wrong, but I feel like it's like uh, 70, 75% somewhere in, in that effect, um, which is absurd amazing, right? But yeah, when you compare it to really these current guys like Rutherford or Taylor, like it's not that great. Also, first of all, they're not today's age anymore. And Taylor was a decade ago. <laughs> um, so post post me, we'll say post me versus prior to me. Like so you said, when I had sixty one pins, my last two years, no one was no one was remotely close to me in the bonus percentage. And now I feel like every year you're gonna have multiple people who are at ninety percent. So he had sixty one pins in his career. I know that. That's he's one fifty nine and zero. Um. I'm trying to find. Oh wait, this has this has all of his matches. It looks like. Uh, so let's see. Like his freshman year, one, two. This is not good radio, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Wait, um, <laughs> you can't do this. You can't read all his bonus. <laughs> He's seventy-five percent. Is not nine. So thirty of thirty-nine is freshman year. That's really high. That's seventy-five percent. This is what I. Hello, McFly. How many how many years did did Zane have over seventy five percent bonus? And he His was last like, three were in the nineties, I think. Yeah. Congrats, you got Zane. That over was higher. <laughs> he was <laughs> never over ninety. He was at 83, 89, 88. Oh my god, I was one percent off. Like, come on. Uh, one percent. What was Bo Nicola? Bo Nickel hit the nineties. I bet David hit the nineties. Yeah, let's look. Oh, where's Bo Nickel? Bo Nickel. What are we even talking we about? We can't right keep now? doing this. What are we even talking about here? He hit ninety. We are doing terrible radio right now. He hit ninety one time. He hit ninety one time. Uh, otherwise, he was 74, 77, 65. Who Who's that? Nickel or Taylor? Nickel. 
All right, Taylor was definitely in the 90s. Yeah, his freshman year was, was insane. Okay. He also only had two undefeated seasons, so two national titles. Yeah. I'll have Kale's complete bonus percentage here in a second. All right, we'll have that in a second. All right, Kozak's doing it. There we go. Um, so anyways, if Yanni's undefeated, he's absolutely number two to Kale, and you probably are debating them. Um, but with the one loss, I think you're – I think you're debating what I said. Most least losses versus toughest competition versus most bonus. Yeah. We'll have to settle it uh, a different way. Let's uh I next. think I might give the nod to Spencer. Yeah, the I, team I, impact I, is really uh notable too. Like why is in... that that should not factor, I don't think. Yeah. Why, that doesn't factor not? at all into me. Why doesn't that factor in? What do you mean? The team We're talking impact. about individual seasons. Come yeah, on. I know. And what do you what what team impact are you talking about? His impact on Iowa, resurrection of the Iowa program to a national championship. As you mean a program that's won how many national titles in the past? Well, listen, but they hadn't won in a decade plus. <laughs> yeah, look look at what was going on. Look at what's going to happen after Spencer's gone too. I don't I don't see their path back to the to the conversation. Well, that doesn't matter at all. Spencer had 89 and 92% bonus uh, 2020 and then 2020-21. Mm, that's very high. And one of those was with 20 ACLs. Well. Only at the end. Yeah, only at the end. Although that season basically didn't hardly have any matches in it, if we recall. So, so really, 30 matches total of those two. Yeah, that's not a, that's not a ton. And how do you, how much do you weigh that? You got a guy with 160 matches for his career. How many is uh, Spencer going to have? Or even Yanni versus Spencer? I think Yanni's higher, but Spencer's just going to be just over 100 over the course of six different seasons. Right. So that's not. So currently, Yanni is 94 and 1 across three three years. Yes. He'll get about 130 ish, somewhere in there. And seventy-eight and five for Spencer, so eighty-three. Yep. So only like ten more matches for Yanni. Gable's bonus. I thought Gable got the ninety, so Gable got eighty-two point three and seventy-seven point eight. So I think Kale had eighty-five percent career bonus, right? Dude, really? Dang That's it! Wow, nuts. I, I was wrong. I'm sorry, Kale. I think I thirty-one. I believed in you, Kale, all along. Thirty-one majors, forty-four techs, sixty-one pins. My gosh. So that's a total of, so out of 159, how many matches were bonus of the, the 136? 136. I don't know if forfeits count, though. I count them because he didn't get the opportunity. Then that would be like another five. <laughs> yeah, 85 without forfeits. 85 percent. There's also a disqualification in here. <laughs> he got a DQ. Wow. Paul Jen from Iowa. Oh, he got him back. That was his. Yep. That was his loss. His redshirt year. Oh yeah. So then he was up. Looks like mm -hmm. he was winning twenty-two to seven. <laughs> he, that's, that's a tech. That's a tech ball. <laughs> but it says this. I don't know. I don't know. That's insane. Da the one year David uh, has on WrestleStat, he's ninety-four point one two. It's crazy how far and away he is the goat. Mm -hmm. It's in. It's nuts. Yes. Eighty-five percent career bonus with one hundred and sixty matches bananas all right tyler from illinois has an olympics question hey what's up guys this is tyler calling out of the suburbs of illinois 
Well, I had a couple of thoughts uh, from last week. I was wondering, uh, do you think if the Olympics happened in 2020 that Gable Stevenson and David Taylor win gold medals? Um, also, do you think Kyle Dake would have potentially won, you know, given his, he didn't have that injury? Um, and also, if anyone else would have been impacted by that move. Um, yeah, please get back to me. Thanks. So the the Olympics being postponed a year ripple effect, obviously, is a, it's an unanswerable question, but there's some speculation you can do. Like the idea of Gilman making the, the switch, you know, Gilman was going to be at Iowa through 2020, and then everything got pushed back and he moved. That's a big ripple effect. How does that impact? Uh, the And the big ripple there is 2020, Spencer's going. Right. And how does that impact? Instead, a year later, Spencer's out. Huge, huge impact on our Olympic team and who would have been the guy um, at that way in particular. Um, how else differently? I mean, Gable listen, doesn't listen, win. The, I, yeah, I, the year benefits Gable for sure. It benefited Gable, but I'm not saying he doesn't win. He was, I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying yeah, he definitely I'm got not going to be definitive like that year. Like JD was, I think maybe he doesn't win, but I think there's, he was really good that year when he beat, uh, you know, he was undefeated. He beat Paris pretty soundly. I I think there's a great chance that he wins the Olympics that year. Um, the, the Dake injury thing, it's like, I don't really factor that in at all. Like, I mean, I don't know when he got injured. He got it seemingly in the through the course of training, which is training he would have been doing in 2020. I don't see the difference there. So you think he loses? Uh, in 2020, I mean, if he's yeah, I mean, one thing is Sitikov had the uh, the blown marriage, and then he lost in October oh, yeah. that year <laughs> to uh, Sabalov. That's actually a really good point. But then <laughs> JD JD brought up the the counterpoint. What about Cotty? Um, Dake actually lost it. Yeah, I'm just. We're like a Russian tabloid show now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't discount that. Um, you know what are the other ripple effects? I mean, Soriano is in 2020. If there's no COVID, he's in the trials, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And then how does that go? Also, how far yeah. along was David? I assume he would have been healthy, but he had the knee surgery in 2019. Oh. That was mm-hmm. April of 2019. So you, so gotta think you assume he would have been okay. He had a year to yeah, trials. But yes, Donnie had... Um, he was out. He had yeah knee surgery early in 2020. So he would have been worse. Yeah. So he would have... Yeah, but David would have still won, uh, in my opinion. 65, do we get someone through if at 65? I don't think so. Probably the same, same deal. Same... Same cast of yeah. characters. I don't think the year benefited the uh, benefited Dake or Burroughs that that much. No, I think that's, I think that was probably the match we're gonna get. Mm-hmm. D- Jordan day of uh, is yeah, it's different, right? Yeah. And then yeah, Kyle, mm-hmm. Kyle, Jaden didn't happen. I mean, but that was Jaden just didn't make weight on time, so yeah, hard to say. Um. And I don't know internationally, like what guy, what, what things really shifted for for the Olympic Games either. Mm-hmm. Not much. It was pretty much Russia's team for the past couple of years. Yeah. And same with Iran. 
maybe Mohammedan would have been better. Suspended still? No, he would have been less off of the roids, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Can't remember what, that remember guy... what he did to Snyder? That was horrifying. Jan- January 2020. That freaked me right out. But then I was then the more I watched him, I was like, that was just a outlier. He was just a, he had the residuals in his system. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh John from Oklahoma wants to know. Uh, he has got a question. I'm not going to ask the question for John from Oklahoma. He's going to ask it. Here we go. Hi, this is John from Edmond, Oklahoma. Got a hypothetical question on the match with Starachi and Lewis in the finals this year. Hypothetically, if they were both to be able to train in the same room, obviously would not be possible, but the question is which one, I understand Starachi won the match, but which one is really better when you end up with a match that, that's cl- that is that close? when it appears as though Starachi probably has a room full of guys, uh, just a lot more high-level guys to train with. So the question would be, if they were able to train in the same room, is there a way to tell who's actually, who would you pick to actually be better? <clears throat> I know so many times in high schools around here, teams dominate, but it's it's because they have 10 or 12 guys in a room that are all working out together each day. So um, who's actually better, in your opinion, between the two? Is there a way to tell? knowing that they train in different rooms and they don't have the same caliber workout partners. Thanks. So I think that was like a weird way of asking how important are training partners to a yeah, college? I don't like this question. Really? Well, to zoom out a little. Like how, how essential yeah. are like – how much of an advantage is it that Starachi gets to train with Aaron and all those guys in the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club component versus Makai, which Makai's partners are – he's not – Severely lacking in partners. Virginia Tech's got a lot of good guys yeah. in and around his his weight. Um, but, but there's just no there's um, uh, we can surmise things, but there's no way we're going to come to any type of conclusion. And obviously, Penn State is really amazing, but there's guys who have success elsewhere, right? It would be like saying the only place you can have success is Penn State, and that's just not true, right? As proven by the results at NCAs. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Okay, uh, well, really zoom out. What? Are, how important are, are quality training partners? Important. If you have, and if you have, okay. Therefore, if you have better training partners, you are at an advantage. Correct. Um. Yeah. Sure. And so, if you win by like ten seconds of riding time, it would not be beyond the pale that if the roles were reversed, maybe the other guy would win. That's possible. Okay. <laughs> ben really didn't like the question. I want to answer this. Okay. Um, let's get. Want to get to some other questions? We already sure. talked. Someone asked about. Someone wants your the peckless wonder. Wanted your take on the Elon Twitter buy. I I think uh, if he does what he says he's going to do, it's going to be amazing. You already uh, love. I mean, Twitter. I don't know how political we can get on this show, but I think when I when I see people trying to restrict speech, I feel like they haven't read history. If you just simply read, like, say, Solzhenitsyn and the Google Archipelago, and, right, that's not the only um, tyrannical regime that has put uh, political dissidents in places and killed them. There's been China and Cambodia and Russia. And, like, restriction of free speech leads to really, really dark places, and I hope that does not happen in America. Right on. Okay. Um 
question. So I just listened to podcast today and ca- caught up about Zare and Gable. How do you think Gable stacks up against Snyder and Cox if they met at the mutual weight? Of course, I don't. I don't know what he means by mutual weight. Are we like if there's like a shrink ray and we make two thirty five, or or is it we say is that what we're saying? Like he cuts some. He couldn't get down. I don't even know if he could get down to two thirty five. I mean, if he had come to. on, he could make two thirty five. <laughs> okay, um, I think I think Gable beats those guys because I think yes. his whole thing is how big he is and all the things he can do while being that big yes. and fast and strong and yeah. everything. Um, I if think you make a- him the exact same size, like he he actually shrink his body to say two let's say two twenty, two fifteen, then I think it's really interesting. But if you make him cut weight, I, I just think, you know, if it's unless it's an hour weigh in, by a couple hours later he's gonna be, you know, back to two fifty because big guys sweat a lot. And um, he's just too big and strong for them dudes. Yeah. I do I do wonder when like when is the period of time when that would have been like really interesting matches to see. Like yeah. after Gable's freshman and sophomore year, how how would it he have how would he have gone with Kyle? That would be interesting yeah. to me. Well, given the Kassar loss or the two Kassar losses, you yeah. gotta think Gable and Jaden would have beat him. Gable also wasn't year. as physically imposing at that point in his yes. life either. Yep. Absolutely. We saw him go through that big body transformation a couple yeah. summers ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we're going to see him go through a big body transformation again when he goes to the mm-hmm. WWE and gets on those roids. Stop saying that. <laughs> Stop saying that. Um, gosh, so so sad. So sad. Did Ben have a similar feeling when he watched O'Toole win his titles when he watched Max win his? Yeah, yeah. I would say yes. All right, moving on. Um, are the NIL deals re- renewed every year like a scholarship or can the school revoke it like a scholarship? Well, the school should not be doing them. Nah. Well, doesn't well, the, the school, school though have the, I was thinking about this, doesn't the school actually have the veto power, like final say or whatever? It has to be reported. Every NIL has deal has to be reported to the school. So, so the deals can be, they can be a year or they can be multiple years depending on the specifics of um, the specifics of what what the deal actually is. Um, so, like, if if you're with a brand, you can make you can make a four year brand deal that extends beyond your even your playing time, um, like an endorsement deal like that. So there are a variety of NIL deals, and they're specific to the university and to the state as well. So some states, uh, athletic departments can be involved in the NIL. Uh, deals with students um, other states they, they can't all right um there's a there's a couple more voicemails uh i want to get to doug from pennsylvania actually answered i don't remember how it came up uh last week but he came in clutch hello my name is douglas Force from erie pennsylvania and a few weeks ago you were asking a question about whether anybody went down in weight after winning the NJ championship and winning again? Well, the answer is yes. Jeff Baum from Allentown, PA, wrestled for Oklahoma State in the 70s, and he won like at 197 his junior year, and then the next year he went down in weight and won again, at whatever, 185 or whatever. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Bye. And so I looked it up. Thanks. He won it in 1970 at 190. And then at 177 in 1971. 
Thank yeah, you, I was, just, I was gonna question my man because nice I knew them were weight classes that he was talking about. So I'm glad you corrected him and looked him up, JD. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Nice work. Jeff Baum, Allentown, PA. Shout out. That's Spell cool. G E O F F. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. Uh any others before we go, JD? Uh this one's kind of a fun uh debate potentially. Uh another Tyler from Illinois. Uh, had a question. Different Tyler? Different Tyler, I believe. Very popular name. All right, let's go. What's up, Flo? This is Tyler, long-time listener, calling out of Lombard, Illinois. Um, had a thought the other day. Um, I was wondering if you guys put more value into a four-time national champion or a four-time world champion given that you only have four opportunities uh, to win, you know, four national titles uh, versus you have as many years to win four world titles. Um, Something I was thinking about the other day at work and just kind of wanted to see your value, you know, on each. Um, And also this is not counting the COVID extra year. We we got to the point. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so obviously on this show, they four-time NCAA champion is not valued. Um, you guys don't even think <laughs> Steve would be Roman Bravo Young. I know for me, four, four-time world champ. Um, but yeah, I mean in America, being a four-time NCAA champ is like that's like the Mount Rushmore thing you can do. And unfortunately, you bums don't watch international wrestling as much. Uh, shame on you. It's better more entertaining higher level but you're not as into it because when because uh well i'll say because there hasn't been access to it man i'm a wrestling fan it's freaking hard to watch now flow is making it easier i'm getting more into it but we go five years ago try and watch international wrestling dude that was like solving the rubik's cube yeah um so not, not, not people are going to be bigger fans. Um, the other thing I'll say there is even despite having an unlimited amount of tries to win world championships, unlimited, you can have as many as you want. How many guys in America have ever won four world or Olympic titles? And the answer is a really, really small number. Only three have done three? it? I think, this, three, I think it's so. just three. Yeah. John, Jordan, Bruce? Bruce. Bruce. That's it. Kyle, Kyle's I, close. How many does he's um, close. how many does uh yeah we could have a few guys get over that. Uh Mark Schultz though, three and Lee Kemp three. Yes. Lee Correct? uh is Lee Kemp at three or is he did he get two? Mm. I think Lee Kemp's three. With one denied. Oh. Yeah. In nineteen his he eighty. He's yeah, a 80. big what if. Yep. Probably would have been the Olympic champ in nineteen eighty. I think yeah, Lee's at three. Yes. AJ. Lee won in, he won 78, 79, 82, took a bronze in Kenny uh, 81. Kenny Monday's two. Two. Okay. Yeah, KJ is three. Lee Kemp, Mark Schultz, Kyle Snyder. Wow. Kyle Dave. And Dave got what he won, 84. Yeah. So Mark won 84, 85, 87. Man. So even having as many opportunities as you want, <laughs> it doesn't make it easy. Uh, I mean, that should be pretty obvious. Yes. Dave right. won. Yeah, Dave only won 84, 83 and 84. Mm-hmm. And then he was silver, 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 bronze, bronze, besides that. You you say 
international wrestling, the senior level, is mm-hmm. a superior level of wrestling to NCAA, correct? Uh, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So would you not say that it is very impressive that RBY... He did not beat him in freestyle. It's completely different. Okay. Dayton has proven to be a completely <laughs> different <Stop>. wrestler. <laughs> yeah, why are you not... antagonizing him? He almost went off the last week. <laughs> That's what I do. It's fun. Not even close. No, yeah, it's a very different thing. When Steve I would love to see RBY versus Dayton in freestyle. His... Maybe Flo can put on a card. Yeah. We actually had a question about that. That, that you know, Are we going to bring back the Flo cards? we got big plans. Um... Probably not. I don't know if we don't if we'll do the eight man thing again. At least not the way we did it last time. Um, but yeah, I think you'll you'll be seeing some more flow stuff. In the in uh 2022 2023 range. So very exciting plans. But yeah, probably no more eight man type type of deals. Okay. Um, hey, I think we're done. But uh, JD didn't bring it up, so I'm gonna bring it up. Two-time UNK national champion, yeah. Rafael Stotts. That's right. He won the Bellator title. Duke Great Rufus, dude. baby. UNK wrestling, taking over MMA. Yeah. He, was, uh, he was in Wisconsin for a long time, and uh, that was uh, Ozzy's best friend before they moved, his, his son mm-hmm. Clarence. Oh, really? Oh, he's, wild. he's a wild man. He's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Did you see his knockout, too? It was pretty sick. Pretty sick, yeah. Hey, speaking and of now all- he's, the, he's the interim champ. What's up with Aaron Pico? When's he and fight? One step closer to a million won. dollars. He won. He won like two nights ago. Really? Okay, so yeah. I know. Not I, don't, I don't watch fan. that much. <laughs> He's basically one of the only guys I watched, and I missed his last fight. When's he going to be get to be a champion? He's got to be close. I, oh my I gosh, think. he's won like uh, five or six in a row now. He's ten and three. He just won April fifteenth. Uh, Fifty-five seconds. Ago. Oh, round of round three. Got it. Yeah, it was it was it was not good. This dude was I think he was a late replacement. He was not good. And he was a late replacement. Nico just kind of on two weeks or something time. like that. All right. Well, hopefully he gets it. Hopefully he gets a shot here. Yeah. All right. Shout out Aaron Pico. We're gonna go. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow, which is Wednesday. Shane Sparks is coming on. Oh yeah. Uh oh is right. Uh oh is freaking right. You don't know what he's going to say. Thanks to Kozak for hopping on. Thanks to Ben and JD. Thanks especially to you. We'll be back tomorrow. Hope you have a great Tuesday. U.S. Open time, baby. Let's go. See you later. Bye. See ya.